You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. On January 29, 1951, David Lax sat behind the wheel of his old Buick, watching the rain fall. He was parked under a towering oak tree outside Johns Hopkins Hospital, with three of his children, two still in diapers, waiting for their mother, Henrietta. A few minutes earlier, she'd jumped out of the car, pulled her jacket over her head, and scurried into the hospital, past the colored bathroom, the only one she was allowed to use. In the next building, under an elegant domed copper roof, a ten-and-a-half-foot marble statue of Jesus stood, arms spread wide, holding cord over what was once the main entrance of Hopkins. No one in Henrietta's family ever saw a Hopkins doctor without visiting the Jesus statue, laying flowers at his feet, saying a prayer, and rubbing his big toe for good luck. But that day, Henrietta didn't stop. She went straight to the waiting room of the gynecology clinic, a wide-open space, empty but for rows of long, straight-backed benches that looked like church pews. I got a knot on my womb, she told the receptionist. The doctor need to have a look. For more than a year, Henrietta had been telling her closest girlfriends something didn't feel right. One night after dinner, she sat on her bed with her cousins Margaret and Sadie and told them, I got a knot inside me. A what? Sadie asked. A knot, she said. It hurts something awful. When that man wants to get with me, sweet Jesus on them but some pains. When sex first started hurting, she thought it had something to do with baby Deborah, who she'd just given birth to a few weeks earlier, or the bad blood David sometimes brought home after nights with other women, the kind doctors treated with shots of penicillin and heavy metals. Henrietta grabbed her cousin's hands one at a time and guided them to her belly, just as she'd done when Deborah started kicking. You feel anything? The cousins pressed their fingers into her stomach again and again. I don't know, Sadie said. Maybe you're pregnant outside your womb. You know that can happen. I'm no kind of pregnant, Henrietta said. It's a knot. Henny, you gotta check that out. What if it's something bad? But Henrietta didn't go to the doctor, and the cousins didn't tell anyone what she'd said in the bedroom. In those days, people didn't talk about things like cancer, but Sadie always figured Henrietta kept it secret because she was afraid a doctor would take her womb and make her stop having children. About a week after telling her cousin she thought something was wrong, at the age of 29, Henrietta turned up pregnant with Joe, her fifth child. Sadie and Margaret told Henrietta that the pain probably had something to do with a baby after all. But Henrietta still said no. It was there before the baby, she told them. It's something else. They all stopped talking about the knot, and no one told Henrietta's husband, David, anything about it. Then, four and a half months after baby Joseph was born, Henrietta went to the bathroom and found blood spotting her underwear when it wasn't her time of the month. 
she filled her bathtub, lowered herself into the warm water, and slowly spread her legs. With the door closed to her children, husband, and cousins, Henrietta slid a finger inside herself and rubbed it across her cervix, until she found what she somehow knew she'd find. A hard lump, deep inside, as though someone had lodged a marble just to the left of the opening to her womb. Henrietta climbed out of the bathtub, dried herself off, and dressed. Then she told her husband, You better take me to the doctor. I'm bleeding, and it ain't my time. Her local doctor took one look inside her, saw the lump, and figured it was a sore from syphilis. But the lump tested negative for syphilis, so he told Henrietta she'd better go to the Johns Hopkins Gynecology Clinic. Hopkins was one of the top hospitals in the country. It was built in 1889 as a charity hospital for the sick and poor, and it covered more than a dozen acres where a cemetery and insane asylum once sat in East Baltimore.